Welcome to the 15-Minute Classroom. Come on in and join me as we sit across this online table together. I'm glad you're here. If this is your first time in the classroom, let me introduce myself. I'm Diane Kay, host of the 15-Minute Classroom podcast and owner of Next Steps, a collaborative coaching business. Here in the classroom, you'll gain access to information, tools, strategies, and educational support for children 4 to 12 years of age as you seek to develop essential skills that your children need at home, at school, and in their relationships. Welcome to today's episode. Today, we'll dig deeper into the skill introduced on episode 10, flexible thinking. Flexible thinking is such an important lifelong skill, one that supports learning and builds relationships. As a parent of four now adult children, I've come to learn that flexible thinking is always a necessary skill. The development of technology, social media, and the ease and confidence children have in using their tech tools requires flexible thinking. A couple of years ago, I returned to the classroom to complete a postgraduate program, and I was challenged to flex my flexible thinking skills around the use and development of educational technology for students in the classroom. Honestly, every day, the skill of flexible thinking reveals itself. Perhaps when we tend towards inflexibility, we need even greater intention to think flexibly. Hmm, now that's a thought for another day. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode and consider how flexible thinking can help you with your child's online learning. A few tips to reduce the pressure of online learning and some practical tips to join your child as he practices flexible thinking during this time. Today, I read an educational article written by a teacher who shared her experience with a student in her class. Back in the fall, Miss Thornwall shared that in her class, there was a student who was particularly challenging. She shared that in the fall, he was a class clown and that his behavior impacted and negatively influenced his peers and the boys in particular. She expressed her frustration at not knowing what to do with this student in the earlier parts of the school year. Yet months later, now in the midst of the coronavirus and online learning, this same student was thriving in remote learning. Considering what might have contributed to the change she was seeing, she said that removing some of the social aspects that take place at school and in the classroom allowed the student to focus on learning without the distraction or perceptions of others. She also emphasized that this is especially difficult for some students. Although there are many students who are challenged with online learning, there are also many who have struggled in the past who are now making strides in learning. Along with these positive strides, there are also many students who are struggling to adapt to remote learning. With connectivity issues, access to digital devices, time management, self-motivation, and missing their friends, these challenges are real. There are also family dynamics that make remote learning difficult for parent and child as it brings you closer together for longer periods of time and you may be taxed with your own skills as you navigate new territory without the everyday breaks that come with a regular away-from-home school day. 
please understand I'm not minimizing how hard this time is and any of the difficulties that surround it. But what I am suggesting is that in the midst of difficulties, there is the potential for growth. So how can we reduce some of the pressure associated with remote learning by thinking about it from different vantage points? As Ms. Thornwall noticed, remote learning can reduce some of the aspects of social learning that make focusing on schoolwork even harder. Remote learning can also reduce the element of comparison as students work at home and away from their peers. Time constraints like traveling to and from school have been eliminated. The opportunity for creating a schedule that has more flexibility and can incorporate breaks according to the energy, nutritional, and emotional needs of both parents and their children is more easily adopted. Parents can see when their children may be feeling overwhelmed with a new concept or they may notice a change in their child's attitude during specific periods of the day and they can make adjustments to routines accordingly. Children have more opportunity to play, which can build stronger relationships within their family unit, and it can also support their social-emotional learning. There are so many aspects of remote learning that have the potential to reduce academic, social, and external pressures and contribute to stronger family connections by encouraging creativity and fostering imagination through play. So let's consider a few tips to reduce the pressure of online learning and some practical tips to join your child as he practices flexible thinking during this time. Keeping lines of a communication open is especially important. Speaking with a client, I learned she is navigating remote learning and open communication. That has been key for her. The open communication she spoke about was setting aside a few minutes before her son goes online to talk about what might happen while he is online. There had been several times in the last two weeks where there were tears, anger, and a meltdown due to frustrations with the computer and his schoolwork. She talked about her own physical and emotional resources being stretched and knew something had to change. So she decided that taking extra time to talk about what might happen before her son went online was crucial. She took him to the router box and showed him where the signal for the computer was coming from. She explained that sometimes the connectivity can drop and how frustrating it is not to know why it dropped, for how long, or what caused it in the first place. She said sometimes it, the connectivity just drops. So when it drops, she told him that that would mean that he would have time for a break. They talked together about what her son could do when this happened and came up with a few ideas. His idea was to read a book. He's quite the bookworm. I love it when our kids come up with better ideas than we do. She also shared that he might be frustrated with what he had to do or with something that might be said. So they developed a plan where he would drop a stone into a clear open jar, which they placed on his desk next to him. 
when he was starting to feel frustrated, he was to drop the stone in the jar. When the jar got to a certain level, which they had taped a line around the jar to indicate, then he could ask to take a break. Together, they created a list of ideas for his break. A drink of water, a jumping on the spot 10 times, and apparently he suggested patting his dog Sandy seven times. They had made a list, but you get the idea. She found by keeping communication open, talking about what might happen, and providing him with a tool to express his frustration, he would feel more comfortable and in more control of what was happening to him. I talked to mom about her own flexibility and she said she didn't have any other choice. She knew that the environment in the home was tense too often and she needed to manage her own frustration and responses. Open communication is an effective tip to reduce some of the remote learning frustrations. Another tip to reduce some of the remote learning frustrations is to minimize the time your child is actually working. Karen, a mom of two, said that her daughter Amanda was spending five hours on schoolwork each day. She was in grade four in a private school. Her daughter was stressed out. Karen was stressed, the home was stressed, and her husband said, quite frankly, let's just drop the whole thing. His perspective was that the kids wouldn't be going back to school, so why not just forget this whole online learning? As Karen and her husband, Tim, talked about it, they determined that there needed to be some change. They actually decided that since Amanda had a long academic career ahead of her, they were going to limit the amount of time she spent learning. They took into account the expectations they understood were being communicated and made a plan to talk with Amanda's teacher. Within a few weeks, Karen said that things had started to turn around. In fact, Karen and Tim determined that Amanda's emotional health, her attitude towards school, her general outlook and the internal pressure she was putting on herself to meet the demands that really weren't expected, needed some attention. Karen said it was and continues to be challenging at moments because Amanda thinks she's not doing enough, but Tim has noticed that when he talks to Amanda, she's more eager to engage with him in a conversation at the end of the day. She talks about how school went, what she liked about her day, what was hard, and what might help her or need to change. There was a lightness to Amanda's spirit that hadn't been seen in the last three weeks. She was beginning to come up with some solutions to her own frustrations and she wanted to learn how to make the stomach cramps she had been feeling go away. Karen learned after she asked Amanda where she could feel it in her body when she was feeling sad, disappointed, and afraid. Amanda told her mom that her stomach felt like there were knots, sort of like a cramp. Karen and Tim would not have been aware of this had they not determined to reduce and minimize some of Amanda's remote learning. Karen and Tim both expressed that Amanda's teacher was the one to ask Amanda where she was feeling tense and really appreciated that suggestion. Both of these families were practicing flexible thinking, the parents, their children, and even the teachers. Perhaps some of these tips will help you as you navigate online learning with your children. 
It may be that things are going well now, and a week from now, things may change. The important point to remember is that thinking flexibly can open opportunities to communicate more effectively. It can make changes that benefit your home and family life, build your awareness of what supports your child's needs now and perhaps in his future academic learning, and it can protect the health and welfare of your whole family. As we close this episode, I want to express my appreciation for teachers who are also on the front line these days. They are seeking to navigate remote learning while they're learning and being challenged in new ways as well. When parents and teachers work together to equip their students and children with the skills they need for lifelong learning, well, it's a win-win for everyone. Thanks for joining me across this online table today. If you or someone you know would benefit from more support, please don't hesitate to reach out. I can be reached at coachingnextsteps at gmail.com or you can find me on Instagram at nextsteps. Please remember to follow me on this podcast and I look forward to meeting you here across this online table on the next episode of the 15-Minute Classroom.